It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Turns out Jim Caldwell didn't turn down Washington's interview request because he was holding out for a head coaching job. He just didn't want to come here. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us first listen or your first view of the day. I am David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Chris, the Rooster Russell, is out for uh, this week. Chris taking a little bit of time off, deserved time off, so we wish him well, safe travels, and we will have him back here soon. If you miss him and you want to check out Russell and Medhurst on the Odyssey app, you can find all kinds of previous content or previous content of Chris here on the Locked On Commanders podcast as well to dive into. Either way, I'm sure I can speak for Chris and thanking you again for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the National Football League. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. The search for the next Commanders offensive coordinator is starting to heat up a little bit, so we're going to dive into one of the primary, maybe the primary candidate for the job here in just a little bit. But first, we got to talk about Jim Caldwell because a month ago we talked about Jim Caldwell deciding to not interview for the same position. We're talking about Washington Commanders' open offensive coordinator position following the firing of Scott Turner. Uh, obviously, he and Martin Mayhew, Jim Caldwell and Martin Mayhew, have uh, experience together from their time with the Detroit Lions and, and a friendship and all this other stuff. We assumed, and I think we talked about on the episode when we covered this story, that he was probably holding out for a head coaching job. You know what I mean? Office coordinator is nice. Thank you. Don't get me wrong. There's only 32, you know, ish positions. There's some co-coordinators and, and all this other stuff out there. But for the most part, there's only 32 office coordinator positions uh, available, obviously, in this one. You know, Ron, I don't think is going to suddenly start calling off as a place. So Jim would get his own opportunity. And that's great, too. But he just, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, and we assumed that he was holding out for a head coaching job or at least head coaching interview opportunity. Well, Perhaps we assumed wrong because on Tuesday, not only Jim Cal- did Jim Caldwell not interview to be a head coach, not take a head coaching position, he didn't even take a coordinator position. He took a senior assistant coach position with the Carolina Panthers and their new head coach, Frank Wright. So, you know, you can take this a multitude of ways. But here, guys, and if you have a different opinion than what I'm about to tell you, by all means, drop it in the comments. Let me know. But here's here's how I'm reading the situation, right? 
Jim Caldwell is the man obviously wants to be in coaching, wants to be a part of an NFL franchise, or he wouldn't have signed on with another team. I think it was fair at the time a month ago to assume that he was holding out for a head coaching position. He's an experienced coach. He's been a head coach before, certainly a football, you know, intelligent human being, uh, things like that. And so when you when you have that that denial for the interview request, you pretty much assume that's the route that he's going to go. But now he comes on, takes a senior assistant coach position. And, you know, listen, maybe he views that as a higher you know, notch up than office coordinator. Typically, your future head coaches are former or coordinators, right? Office coordinators, defense coordinators. You don't see a lot of assistant coaches getting immediate uh, head coaching buzz. Now, again, Caldwell a little bit more experienced than than some, you know, in that field. So maybe that's going to be different in his case. But I basically take this as he didn't want to come to Washington. And I don't know necessarily it's Mar- it's against Martin Mayhew, it's against Ron Rivera. I think what Jim is seeing is the writing on the wall. And the writing on that wall kind of correlates with another story we've talked about here in, in, in the recent week. And that is that one of or multiple new ownership groups or interested new ownership groups um, reached out to coach Sean Payton and said, hey, if we get the bid, if we win the bid to buy the Washington Commanders, we want you to be our head coach. How do you feel about that? And from the sounds of Sean Payton's comments, he was very interested in that theory. So basically these new ownership groups don't want Ron Rivera and his staff being maintained once they buy the team. Now, most likely that's not going to be this season. You know, we're about to hit combine time. A lot of work has already been done, is already being done. It's going to be really hard to, to replace a coach uh, at this stage of the game. So even if we get new owners by, say, before the, the league meeting or at the league meeting where it gets approved uh, and at the end of March, likely Ron Rivera and his staff is going to stick around uh, at least for the first year. But if these ownership groups are kind of already set on moving in with their own guys. First of all, that's their right. And and there's some logic to that, right? There's a lot of baggage kind of hanging on from the Washington Commanders franchise. So it could make sense from a business standpoint to want to start fresh and basically replace all the forward-facing elements of this franchise that are tied to the Dan Snyder era. And while Ron Rivera and Jason Wright certainly didn't create, you know, this this situation, uh, and I think have, for the most part, handled it pretty well, it would make sense that a new ownership uh, group would want to replace the faces of that time period. So guilty by association type of deal uh, and being moved on. Well, usually when that happens, a lot of times anyway, that when that happens, the entire staff gets replaced. So Jim Caldwell, that's what I think happened here is he's kind of sees the writing on the wall, sees that, you know, look, Ron, Martin, Jason Wright, you're probably not going to survive the ownership change. If you survive the ownership change for 2023, it's going to be basically because there's just no time to bring in a new coaching staff and regime and change everything all last minute. But 2024, you're probably out the door and I would be out with you. I'd rather go somewhere where I can establish myself with a little bit more stable group. Randy Frank Wright and his, his group new, you know what I mean? It's Carolina and all this other stuff, but new is more stable than on your way out, right? Uh, incoming is more, more stable than on your way out. Usually unless you're coaching for the Houston Texans, um, then it, then it gets a little dicer with the Arizona Cardinals for that matter. Um, so I think that's, that's what I read in this. That's that's how I kind of take this from Jim Caldwell. It wasn't that he didn't uh, want to be an offensive coordinator or take a less than head coaching position that a National Football League. He just didn't want to take one with the Washington Commander. So uh, take that for what it's worth. There is uh, some people. There are some people. While Caldwell didn't want to dip his career toe into this mess, and you know, again, who can who can necessarily blame him if he's got options? There are some others who are at least interested in talking about doing it. And the main guy seems to be former Ravens offensive coordinator, Greg Roman. So we're going to take a look at him next 
here on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You simply fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And the best part is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So if it's just not working out, you can switch to another person. No questions asked, no fees, no transfer fees, nothing like that. Uh, it's completely up to you. And it's all remote. So you can do it on your computer, do it on your phone, do it from your office, your bedroom, your backyard, whatever you want to do. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today. To get 10% off your first month, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, Commanders fans, Jim Caldwell doesn't want to be a part of your favorite franchise, but there are some other guys out there who uh, appear to at least be interested in talking about it. And one of those is former Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman. Obviously, if you're from the DMV, uh, or, the, or the you know the surrounding area, you're probably pretty familiar with Greg Roman and his work with the Baltimore Ravens because they are obviously located fairly close to where uh, the Washington Commanders play uh, their games and the, the majority of the fan base, I, I would say, probably is uh, residing. So for those of you who, not, who are not familiar, Greg Roman, uh, offensive coordinator, was fired by the Baltimore Ravens, although the way that it came out was that it was a mutual parting of ways, uh, whatever that means. 50 years old, will be 51 before the season began, his first offensive coordinator job in the National Football League was with the San Francisco 49ers back in 2011, where he was there till 2014. In 2015, went to Buffalo, where he was the OC for the 15 and 2016 seasons. And then in 2019, uh, was hired on to be the Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator, where he served until the end of the 2022 NFL season. So who is Greg Roman from a schematic standpoint? So let's dive deep into some of these numbers here. 2022 Baltimore Ravens offense. Ran the ball the seventh most times in the National Football League on first and 10. 237 of the Baltimore Ravens' run plays were called on first and 10. Again, seventh most in the National Football League. The Ravens were top 10 in runs on second and one through five. So second and one, two, three, four, or five. Uh, except second and set, and second and two, uh, which the Baltimore Ravens offense only faced a total of 10 times. However, they did run on 80% of those 10 times. So they're ranked low because they just didn't have a lot of them in general. But 80% of the time the Ravens faced second and two, uh, they ran the ball. Top five in runs on third down when it was one yard to four yards 
Most of their third down passes came on third and five. 25 times they passed on third and five. And they had a 33% conversion rate, which 30%, 33% used to kind of be the standard. Now you really want to get 40% or higher. When it came to third down and seven to 10 yards, the Baltimore Ravens, top 10 in runs on those. Not saying they ran all the time, but just amongst the NFL community, top 10 in running on third and seven to 10 yard uh, down situations. So clearly a very run heavy coordinator, run heavy play caller, which to be quite honest with you, kind of fits what Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera said exiting the regular season that they wanted to be a run heavy team, a heavier run team uh, as well. 15 of 21 of the Baltimore Ravens fourth down conversions in 2022 were run plays as well. Uh, And in total, the Baltimore Ravens were 19th in scoring as a result of all that running. So obviously, if you're looking at weaknesses and you're looking at strengths for Greg Roman as an offensive coordinator, you're going to go with his weakness being what? Well, the passing game, right? That's what you're going to look for. So in Greg Roman offense, so those other numbers were just 2022, right? I didn't do a deep dive of all the first downs, all the third downs in his entire career, comparing it to all the other coordinators because I would just never actually have a show and I would just be here calculating all stinking day. But I did go through Greg Roman's career as an offense coordinator. So that's with the the, the Niners, the Bills, and the Ravens uh, to get you some numbers here on his weaknesses and his strengths. So the weakness, obviously, perception-wise, is going to be the pass game. The last time that a Greg Roman offense had a thousand yard receiver was actually just last, last well, the season before last season. Now that 2022 is last season. So 2021, uh, tied in Mark Andrews and wide receiver Marquise Brown both had thousand yard receiving seasons. Mark Andrews, 1,361 yards. Marquise Brown, just over a thousand yards with a thousand and eight. Previous to 2021, however, the last time that a Greg Roman offense developed a thousand yard receiver was 2015, and that was Sammy Watkins with the Buffalo Bills, 1,047 yards in the 2015 season. So from 2016 through 2020, no 1,000-yard receivers produced by Greg Roman's offense. Yikes to Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson if if this is the hire. Um, Just fantasy football, probably don't uh, draft Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, uh, if if, uh, this hire actually happens. Last double-digit touchdown receiver for a Greg Roman uh, schemed offense. Tight end Mark Andrews again, 10 touchdowns in 2019. So 2021-22, no double-digit touchdown receivers uh, for Greg Roman. Prior to 2019, you have to go back to 2013. Tight end Vernon Davis had 13 in 2013. A lot of 13s there. Um, So that is the initial gap, and then there has been none since. Both of them tight ends. Uh, You might look, you know, 1,000-yard receiver tight end uh so you know not maybe not necessarily logan thomas of those rumors that he might be released are true but uh good for a receiving tight end if you have one maybe you draft that guy to your fantasy roster last 100 catch receiver tight end mark andrews last yeah last year 2021 107 uh catches and uh he is the first 2021 was the first time any pass catcher tight end wide receiver otherwise caught over 100 balls in a greg roman Offense. So again, uh, yikes to your wide receivers. Highest points per game output in a single season, 33.2 points per game, uh, which is a great number that happened in 2019 and was first in the National Football League. The second most, uh, about a four point drop here, 29.3 points per game. That happened in 2020. That was seventh in the National Football League. So still uh, a good number. What might be a little concerning from a point production standpoint, go back again. The Ravens finished 19th this last season, 2022, uh, in scoring. 
over half of the 10 seasons that Greg Roman has been offensive coordinator in the, in the NFL, his teams over half the time, his team has scored less than 25 points per game. On average, these days in the NFL, 24 points is almost the floor. You have to hit 24 points to even have a chance to win a lot of times. Uh, 25, uh, and again, over half the time, Roman's offense, if they meet 24, 24, they don't go any higher than that. So again, that would be bad news for Terry McLaurin, bad news for Jahan Dotson, bad news for any of you who have them in your fantasy leagues or get them in your fantasy leagues. Not not good. I mean, you're going to have some good games, obviously, right? But overall, not a good history for Greg Roman in regards to the passing game, uh, which, again, fits, honestly, what Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew essentially said they want to do coming into the offseason. So, obviously, if that's his weakness, Greg Roman's offensive strengths are going to be in the running game, right? So, the last time Greg Roman had a 1,000-yard rusher was quarterback Lamar Jackson in 2020 with 1,005 yards. No 1,000-yard rushers in 2021. No 1,000-yard rushers in 2022, quarterback or otherwise. Previous to 2020, he had 2,000-yard rushers in 2019. Lamar Jackson, again, 1,206 yards. And Mark Ingram, 1,018 yards. Before 2019, though, you have to go back to 2016, so three seasons prior with the Buffalo Bills. LaShawn McCoy uh, was the last running back to rush for over 1,000 yards under Greg Roman. The last time Greg Roman produced a 10-plus touchdown uh, carrier rusher uh, was running back Mark Ingram. Uh, he had 10 in 2019. Before that, you have to go back to 2016. Again, LaShawn McCoy with the Buffalo Bills. The last running back to lead the team in carries for a Greg Roman offense, Mark Ingram, 202 carries in 2019. Before that, it was LaShawn McCoy, 2016 with the Bills. So uh, a lot of running back or a lot of quarterback runs in the Greg Roman uh, offense with guys like Lamar Jackson, Terod Taylor, Colin Kaepernick in his history. Uh, you can really see why. Here's where things get a little concerning for me personally, if you're asking me what I think about the potential of Greg Roman being hired by the Washington Commanders. Here in, in, in 10 years as an offense coordinator, Greg Roman has failed to produce a 1,000-yard running back. And remember, rushing the rushing game is his skill, right? Robert Griffin III came out and said he was probably the most talented run game coordinator uh, that he's ever been around. The in 10 seasons as an offense coordinator, Greg Roman has failed to create one single 1,000-yard rusher three times in those 10 seasons. That's not terrible. 70% of the time, he creates a 1,000-yard rusher. Those are, probably, those are pretty good numbers. However, three of his last six seasons, two of the last four with the Ravens, and one of his two seasons with the Bills, he failed to create a 1,000-yard rusher. So half, right, 50% of the time, he creates a 1,000-yard rusher in his last six years of his career. His first four years as a coordinator, all four with the 49ers, 1,000-yard rushers every single season. It was running back Frank Gore. That's who he had uh, toting the rock for him there. Now, going to his weakness, years without 1,000-yard receivers, five of the 10. So half of the time, he doesn't create a 1,000-yard receiver. Three of his four years with the Ravens, he did not create a 1,000-yard receiver. Half of his, his two years, so one of his two years with the Bills, did not create a 1,000-yard receiver. With the 49ers, only one of his four seasons did not create a 1,000-yard receiver. So 75%, 75% of the time with the Niners, Michael Crabtree and Quan Bolden, those guys, he created 1,000-yard receivers. So five of the time, five to ten, half the time of his career, he has not created a 1,000-yard receiver. But where it's concerning is four of the last six seasons, he has failed to produce a 1,000-yard receiver. In 2022, the Ravens had neither a 1,000-yard rusher nor a 1,000-yard receiver. Now, that was the first time that ever happened in Greg Roman offense. Lamar Jackson was hurt. 
they traded Marquise Brown or got rid of Marquise Brown. Like, I got it. Um, but to me, these numbers look like an offensive coordinator who is on the decline, whose best days were in his first years with the Niners, his first four years with the 49ers. Again, 1,000-yard rusher created every single season there. Uh, only one season without a 1,000-yard receiver. Lots of wins. But since then, more than half the time or half the time, he is not meeting the mark in producing offensive production from the skill positions uh, the way that you need him to. And honestly, it's hard to get a side-by-side comparison. When you look at the Washington Commanders offense that he would be taking over, release the roster, it's hard to get a side-by-side comparison. The last comparable roster I look at and say that's kind of close to what he would be inheriting in Washington, honestly, it's 2011 San Francisco 49ers, and that's his first year as an offensive coordinator. And that season, he had Alex Smith, who's not really like Sam Howell, but he's more Sam Howell than Colin Kaepernick, Tyrod Taylor, or Lamar Jackson are. He had Frank Gore, smaller than Brian Robinson, but similar running style. Michael Crabtree was the primary receiver. Vernon Davis was the primary tight end. And that season, Alex Smith threw for over 3,100 yards, 17 touchdowns, 17 touchdowns, five interceptions. Gore had 1,211 yards rushing, eight touchdowns. Crabtree, 874 yards receiving, four touchdowns. Vernon Davis, 792 yards receiving and six touchdowns. The Niners scored 23.8 points per game, which was 11th in the NFL. So, again, a very low uh, amounts for for uh, not for then, but looking for today, and it's kind of stayed the same. That trend is going to stay the same. But they were thirteen and three, first place in the NFC West. Uh, a very solid defensive unit, uh, controlled the ball a lot. But here's here's the kicker, and here's where Commanders fans, if you hated hearing Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera said they want to run the ball sixty six percent of the time in twenty eleven, and like I said, to me that's the most comparable personnel package wise to this current Washington Commanders roster in twenty eleven. San Francisco 49ers ran 775 plays. 38% of those were passes, which means 62% of them were runs. Alex Smith carried the ball personally 52 times. Sam Howell, in his one game in his rookie season, ran the ball five times, which equates to 85 times in a 17-game season. I'm not saying that Sam's going to run the ball five times per game, but you see the numbers. They're starting to kind of match up a little bit. So to me, that is the type of offense you would be expecting to see is a very run heavy 60 plus percent 66 percent is two out of every three plays which is what martin Mayhew said they would want to do is run the ball two out of every three plays that 2011 niners offense very very much resembles what martin Mayhew and ron Rivera said they want to do they scored less than 24 points in that season uh per game and uh that's that's kind of indicative of what greg roman's career as an offensive coordinator has been I'll let you I'll leave it there and let you make your own decisions. Let me know what you think about the potential of hiring Greg Roman and all the data that we just dumped on you um, here. We're so uh, coming up. We're going to talk about the rest of the offensive coordinator candidates. We're not going to do a deep dive on all of them like we did Greg Roman. We do have another deep dive coming tomorrow of another primary candidate. If assuming that there's not a hire between uh, now and then. But we're going to run down the entire list of remaining candidates as we know them today for the Washington Commanders Office Coordinator position here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and the calories? Then you've got to try a Built Bar. With Built, health is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you're not going to think that they're good for you because what makes them so good? For starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and more. What's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, 
You don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been telling you to order your Built Bars at Built.com. You can still do that if you want to, or you can go to your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Head to Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, head in there and grab a 13-bar box of your hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. Built Bar, built different. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move, or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, Commanders fans, we're going to wrap up this episode of Locked On Commanders, power ranking the remaining or all of the office coordinator candidates that we know of, including Greg Roman, who, uh, again, interviewed with the Washington Commanders on Tuesday. Eric Bieniemy, Chiefs offensive coordinator, has been requested by the Washington Commanders. Five teams in total requested interview or interviewed Eric Bieniemy including the Ravens, who have hired uh, offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. So they're out of the running for Eric Bieniemy. So only four teams left, including the Washington Commanders, as it stands at this moment. Thomas Brown, Rams assistant head coach, tight ends coach, uh, interviewed by the Commanders, among four other teams. Charles London, Falcons quarterback coach, was hired by the Titans as their pass game coordinator and quarterback coach. Anthony Lynn, 49ers assistant head coach and running back coach, has been hired by the 49ers, obviously. Uh, Greg Roman. Yet to be uh, hired, um, has no interviews that I'm aware of with any other teams. Pat Shermer does not have a job as of right now. No other teams uh, have requested to interview him that I'm aware of. Eric Sudesville, Dolphins associate head coach, running backs coach, no other teams requested to interview him. Ken Zampezi, commander's quarterbacks coach, no other teams have requested uh, to interview him. So London and Lynn, I mean, granted, if the commanders offered offensive coordinator positions, they could, you know, uh, turn around and accept those positions and leave their current uh, jobs, but they do appear to be out. So that leaves us with Pat Shermer, Ken Zampezi, Thomas Brown, Eric Sudasville, uh, Eric Bannemi, Greg Roman. So power ranking these coordinators. And when I want to be clear, these are not necessarily my preferred ranking of like who should get the job, but just more so kind of reading the flow of things and reading the energy in the room and, and everything else who I think uh, could be uh, the guy that the, uh, the commanders are coveting the most and number one at the gate it's got to be greg roman right i mean he fits everything that martin mayhew and ron rivera said they want to do run the ball 66 percent of the time run the ball run the ball run the ball that's what greg roman likes to do uh and does it all the time so i think he's number one he's he's kind of has to be number one number two i think is eric b i mean the the washington Bears has been waiting for a long time for the kansas city Chiefs season to be over super bowl champions andy reed has been pushing 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 eric b on anybody uh, that would possibly take him. The we, the the connection between Ron Rivera and Andy Reid is known. So Eric Bieniemy, I think, has to have some sort of an inside track on this job. Number two, I think Pat Shermer is number three. 
Uh, I saw someone who kind of described him as their safety net. I think that's a very accurate uh, way of describing him. But for some reason, he's not available, gets another job, or just doesn't want to do it. Then I think Ken Zampezi, your inside the organization option, is probably number four. Thomas Brown, Eric Studesville, I'd get five and six, uh, which to me is a little disappointing. Thomas Brown, Eric Studesville are probably the most kind of modernish type of coaches, most guys most likely to bring in a little bit of a new energy and new flow to things. And it just looks to me like, you know, they interviewed him. They brought him in. doesn't seem to me that there was a whole lot of attraction. Thomas Brown has had second interviews now with, with a couple of teams, Eric Studesville. Uh, again, I don't think he's had any interviews with any other teams, but uh, you know, I, I just feel like those two guys kind of at the bottom of this group, I call them look. So, so Greg Roman, Eric B Pat Shermer, the top three, I call this the old dogs, old tricks trio. Uh, I'm going to be honest. You probably hear it in my voice. It's a little uninspiring. I'm not uh, not super excited about the potential of all these guys coming in. Hopefully, look, if they show up, you know what I mean? They'll get, they'll get a fair shake just like everybody else will, and, and they'll be analyzed, critiqued, whatever, commented on fairly, at least here on this show. I can promise you that. But if I have to be honest, the, my choice would be Thomas Brown, uh, the Rams assistant head coach, tight ends coach. He's been a running backs coach, worked under Sean McVay. He's seen a lot of things, been a lot of places. Did a lot of things. I would like to see what he can do as an offensive coordinator versus one of these retreads. Eric Bieniemy, Greg Roman, both guys who have been OCs, both of their teams, basically saying thank you for your service, good luck in your other ventures. We don't want you anymore. We're going to replace you with a new offensive coordinator. To me, taking someone else's cast outs uh, seems uninspiring. Well, I mean, that's the best way to put it. Pat Shermer, uh, kind of in that same boat. Ken Zampezi, I think he would be a smart hire. You know what I mean? Not the most exciting hire, granted, but. He knows the guys. He knows this. He knows kind of what their strengths are. He kind of knows their weaknesses, knows the personalities in the locker room. If you bring back Taylor Heineke, he knows him well. Obviously, he knows Sam and was very excited to see him get his first start. So I think Kansas and Peasy is a low-key, uh, very intelligent hire if they if they go that direction. I just don't get the feeling that they're really looking to go that direction unless they have to, uh, which puts them at four. So those are my thoughts, guys, on the uh, offensive coordinator power rankings as we see far, so far. A deep dive into Greg Roman. Uh, look, if you're more excited about Greg Roman than I am, by all means, shoot me a message. Let me know. Uh, email, Twitter, DM, comment section. Let me know what I am missing. I would be happy to be excited uh, about that a little bit more. In the meantime, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view of the day. We will be back. I will be back the rest of this week. If you got questions or topics you want to discuss, send them in lockedonwashingtoncommanders at gmail.com or DM them to at LO Commanders. For Chris from the other team, my Navy out this week again. I'm David Harrison, writer for. Commander Country on SI's Fan Nation. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you as always for joining me right here on Locked On Commanders. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.